Money FM 89.3, best of workday afternoon. Here on Money FM 89.3, I'm Clarissa Montero for the workday afternoon. A recent study showed less than 50% of patients with hypertension in Singapore achieved their BP goals. Today on Health Suites, we look at some of the causes of this coming up next on Money FM 89.3. Health Suites with Clarissa Montero on Money FM 89.3. Good afternoon and welcome to Health Suites on Money FM 89.3. On the phone, we are joined by Dr. Ko Kim Hui, consultant and clinical lead for musculoskeletal work group, Sing Health Polyclinics. We talk about blood pressure management. Doctor, welcome back to the show. Hi, good afternoon. Okay, it's been a while since I've spoken to you, so I'm looking forward to this. I, I think you're going to probably nag us a little bit because clearly Singaporeans... <laughs> are not doing enough to manage our BP. Now, a research study conducted by Singh Health Polyclinics showed that less than 50% of patients with hypertension or dyslipidemia in our local population achieved their BP goals. Could you tell us the significance? What is the significance of this finding? Okay, in this particular research, we look at those with both hypertension and uh, dyslipidemia, mm. which is high cholesterol, and we analyze factors that affect their BP control, and we found that less than 50% of these patients achieve their BP goals. Well, we think this is a significant finding because it actually reflects real-world data on BP goal achievement among patients with both hypertension and lipid. Because we know that in research, clinical trials, most BP medication usually show a much higher efficacy in controlling blood pressure. But we know that in clinical practice, efficacy is usually much lower because there are actually many other factors that affect the blood pressure control. And one of which, which we felt is a, a key factor, is adherence to medication. Okay, so maybe we need to take a step back and you can tell us what the prevalence of hypertension and, oh, I can't say this, dyslipidemia in Singapore. Well, based on the National Health Survey, the latest one is 2017, mm-hmm. uh, which look at Singapore citizens, of course, over 18 to 65 years old, the prevalence of hypertension is about 21.5%. So that's about one in five. Right. And the prevalence of dyslipidemia, or we can just say high cholesterol, mm-hmm. uh, was about 33.6. So that's about one in three. In fact, among the chronic diseases that we see in the polyclinic, these two conditions are actually among the top two diagnoses that we manage. So very common, very common conditions. Okay, so one in five for blood pressure problems and one in three for cholesterol problems. And are they normally treated together? Do they present in patients together? I mean, of course, some patients may have only hypertension Mm -hmm. and some may only have high cholesterol. But given that both of them are so common, we do have uh, a lot of patients who have both conditions on top of some other conditions as well. My next question should be, is there a particular age group that you see this starting to creep in both high blood pressure problems and cholesterol problems? Usually for chronic diseases such as high blood pressure and cholesterol, they are more common in the middle age group. So beyond 40 years old, the prevalence usually goes up and we just see more people getting affected by these chronic diseases. Right. Okay, we're speaking to Dr. Ko Kim Hui, consultant and clinical lead for musculoskeletal work group Sing Health Polyclinics. Are hypertension and cholesterol problems managed by medication? And if it is, why are these patients not meeting their BP goals? Both these conditions can be managed 
by non-pharmacological method. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, it means like lifestyle changes, weight loss, regular exercises, as well as pharmacological method, which is medication. But while I say that, BP medicine, we know that they do work and they are effective in controlling blood pressure. But in my practice, I think there are two main challenges sometimes with medication in this patient that will affect actually their goal achievement, BP goal. Well, in fact, the first one is actually the inertia by patients to even start blood pressure medication. I do have a lot of patients who are actually concerned about side effect medication and they're also affected by the idea that they potentially may have to take this medicine for life. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they may choose to hold off medication despite you know, not beating their BP uh, targets. No. The second challenge is what I mentioned earlier is this problem of adherence to medication. It's actually very common for patients to forget to take their medicine. You know, sometimes, especially when, when the, the pill burden is high or if the dosing regime uh, is uh, more complex. For example, if you have to take a medication three times a day. So with the hectic work schedule in Singapore, I, I even have patients that sometimes they may run out of medicine and they have no time to visit a doctor to refill the prescription. Of course, some, some patients may have side effects to medication and, and which resulted in their uh, uh, lower adherence. In fact, in our research, in this particular research, this influence of adherence to medication affecting the BP control um, is also evident because we actually found that those patients with two or more blood pressure medication, they actually have a lower blood pressure control compared to those on only a single agent. Yeah, so it actually adds to this uh, point about the importance of adherence. Okay, so let me get this straight. The main reasons why uh, we're not controlling our BP as well as we should and meeting our BP goals is because we're not taking our meds, we're forgetting to take our meds, and and there are some of us who are resistant to the fact that if you're on BP medicine, you're probably on BP medicine for the rest of your life, and they come off it on their own, not not on doctor's orders, but they make that decision for themselves. Is that correct? No, I mean, some patients may, may choose to stop it later on. Yeah. So it's mainly, it, it is about the medication itself, not so much because we're stubborn and we're not listening to doctor's orders and still eating high cholesterol food and stuff. No, both are important. I think... As I mentioned earlier, both non-pharmacological reasons as well as pharmacological reasons are, 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 are important. But I, I, I was trying to say that you know, despite having uh, all this effective blood pressure medication out mm-hmm, there, mm-hmm. the patients are still not achieving their blood pressure control. And, and, and some of this because not taking and taking wrongly. Yeah. Right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. My mother was uh, hypertensive from the time mm-hmm. she was very young. And she was, all, she was one of the kinds of patients you see. She was quite stubborn. Mm-hmm. She would occasionally decide she doesn't need to take her medicine anymore. Sometimes she'd just forget. Um, And she'd be lazy to go and have her prescription filled right away. And she would encounter problems. You know, her her blood pressure would spike. She'd have dizzy spells. Uh, I think that's what you're talking about. Mm. In fact, if I can add, Mm -hmm. uh, especially in this uh, COVID pandemic, we are also seeing additional patients who are, because of concerns about the pandemic, not, not keen to come out to see a doctor, despite even forgetting running out of medicine. I think I just want to make a pitch that, no, please, if you need medicine, do come out and see a doctor. In fact, many organizations, including Singapore Polyclinic, have an option of video consultation. So to talk about medication, I've seen a doctor over telemedicine. Yeah, just a, a point on that. Yes, I was going to remind our listeners, we actually spoke with um, someone from Sing Health Polyclinics talking about your telemedicine and, and how well it's been received in the last mm. few months. 
So yes. there's no excuse. You can get your medicines. You don't even have to go to the doctor anymore. Yes. <laughs> All right. <laughs> now, the study yeah. also revealed yeah. that a greater proportion of patients with diabetes mellitus fail to achieve their treatment goals. Did the study reveal what the challenges were for diabetics, this group of patients? Okay, uh, yes, I think we, we did find a significant finding that is uh, those with diabetes have a polar BP control compared to those without. I think some of the possible reasons why this is so is uh, that it patients generally have a lower blood pressure target to achieve because they have a higher risk mm-hmm. compared to those without. Uh. So generally their target, they need to achieve a blood pressure target below 140 over 80 compared to those in the uh, general population which is about 140 over 90. Those with diabetes generally also at a uh, higher risk to be taking more medication compared to those without. The diabetes itself uh, has its own challenges uh, back to, to take more medication. And, and we felt that this could be one of the factors that affect the overall adherence to medication. Because now with diabetes on board, you have more medications on top of your blood pressure, cholesterol and so on. All right. So again, yeah. we, we come to the possibility of because they've got such a, a load of medication to take. Yes. All right. What would be practicable solutions to increase patient BP goals, increase them meeting their BP goals? Good question. A lot of patients. Uh, this is a very, very important question to answer from our patients uh, the public. I think for, for control of hypertension, I think medication alone uh, sometimes may not be enough. Uh, as mentioned earlier, I think it's very important to drill this, this concept that lifestyle modification works hand in hand with medication and you know, such as achieving an optimal blood BMI, loss of weight, regular exercise, low salt intake, avoidance of smoking totally. I think all this is, is uh, one of the key things that, that do uh, remember. I, I do tell my patient at all anyone with of hypertension to consider getting a home blood pressure machine because it actually helps the patient to monitor their blood pressure and allow them to monitor and titrate their diet accordingly based on the blood pressure control. Mm-hmm. At the point of adherence to medication, I think patients need to work with their physician, their primary physician, to consider to simplify their dose regime or even consider a combination tablets. There are some tablets that actually combine two medications into one. So actually effectively reducing their pill burden. I think that's one, one possibility. For those, of course, if they are experiencing side effects, medication, they should inform their doctor early so that doctors can switch them to other BP medication. There are actually quite a lot in the market to be considered. For those who always keep forgetting their medication, I think the solution uh, includes things like using a pill box to keep their medication or placing the medication at a more visible location at home or keep it at work in their office. I think that sometimes helps. One thing about technology is uh, I do tell some of my patients that reminders can also come from our smartphones. In fact, there are some apps to help this. For example, there's a health buddy app, there's a medicine reminder feature. So they can actually set a reminder to take your medication at some you know, preset timing. I think this some, some patients they actually find this helpful also. Okay, so what you're basically saying, it is really in the hands of the patients more than it is in the hands of the medical professionals for us to meet our BP goals. We need to get pillboxes, we need to set alarms for ourselves, we need to think about talking to our doctors to make sure that we have the right doses or, or maybe bringing down our pill load by having medicines that we can combine, as you, you were talking about. But it's really in our hands. We are responsible. Yes. You can't help us that much, can you, at that point? It's like we've got to be a little bit more disciplined with this. It's a, it's a partnership between the physician and the patient. Yeah. Self-management is very important, yeah. Do you find that in patients who do get that at-home BP kit and and do check their BP uh, regularly, 
Does that help them keep on the medicine regime? Doing home PP itself also requires some discipline uh, to, to even remember to go and do it you know, up to three times a day. So generally patients who, who will remember to check their blood pressure, they are also the one who will remember to take their medication. Yeah. So in that sense, yes, it helps. All right. Okay. So basically, it's up to us. If we want to bring up the uh, BP management goals more than, than it is right now, I mean, it is, it is quite sad that it's barely 50%. But um, if we want to bring that up, it is in our hands to make sure that we manage it for ourselves. All right. We've been speaking with Dr. Ko Kim Hui, consultant and clinical lead for musculoskeletal work groups, Sing Health Polyclinics. Doctor, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much for the time. Thank you too. I'm Clarissa Montero for the Workday Afternoon. This is Money FM 89.3. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.